on this week's episode of Puck and Cush, we've got a guest on the line. UNO coach Mark Schlesinger joins the boys to talk about the privateers and life in the Southland Conference. The Pelicans are continuing to play basketball. They lost a couple in a row. They seem to be bouncing back. Where do they stand? Where does Zion stand? Of course, we've got local news. We've got the worst of the week. We've got some dismemberment. You're going to want to stick around right here, Polk. And Kush! Come everyone to Polk and Kush. It is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022, and the third time is the charm. We are live on tape from the Bud Light Lime studio. I am Scott Kushner alongside my trusty sidekick, Mr. Andrew Polk. How do you do, sir? I'm good. It is uh, Mardi Gras season. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, it's about to be a Valentine's Day, which I feel like we need to go ahead and put out there. If you have a wife, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a boyfriend or mm-hmm. a husband, don't forget it's coming up. Yeah, it's easy to forget in this city, particularly. And what women and men want is to sign up on DraftKings. <laughs> With promo code, they changed it. It's Polk and Kush, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> I'm doing good. I uh, I went around the world this weekend. How'd that go? Uh, it was fine. I went to that new uh, Union Ramen place. It was very L.A. It was very cool, very where, hip. Where is it? It's over by like Half Moon and um, interesting. Never heard of it. All that stuff. I'm old. It's for cool people. Well, That's, yeah, I'm not yeah. in that. There's also a, a Chinese place or. Some sort of Asian food place in the old Dick and Jenny's, I think, like right on Chapatulas there. Mr. Mr. Mao. Mao. Yeah. yeah. That looked pretty sceny as well. Well, I looked at the menu and didn't know what any of it was. So I was like, that means it's cool. Probably. <laughs> I'd like a grilled cheese, please. I like how they can just fool you now. And they're like, if we sell a grilled cheese for $30, people will think it's good. That's what Turkey and the Wolf does. <laughs> They have a peanut butter sandwich. It's like $28. And then you get it from a guy with a septum ring. And you're like, yep, this is uh, this is the food in New Orleans they talk about. It's on a you? goofy plate and uh, with, a, you know, McDonald's lands uh, glasses. So. I mean, that's really just where we're at. There are restaurants now that have like the Flintstones movie glasses and the Hercules plates. And they're serving it to 40-year-old people. They're like, hey, remember? It's like, yeah, I do. So you went out and about this weekend? I've been out and about two straight weekends. It's been a oh, quite a scene. Word. God bless uh, Mrs. Kushner uh, for allowing this uh, The former? Age. Yeah. <laughs> so, At this point? But the, this rate, uh, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, allowing this middle-aged romp uh, that I've been on recently. Uh, I, I mean... Most people do like sober Januarys or whatever. I've like pff, tied it on significantly more than I have in quite some time. I have too. Uh, sober January, that's for quitters. <laughs> At least sober January I appreciate because it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. Like, you know, what's the Rogan thing? Sober October. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's like that. no nut November. Yeah, QAnon December. <laughs> Anti-vaccine December. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I just, if you're going to do sober any month, just make it not October because it just rhymes. Just save the sober month for whichever month you get your DUI. <laughs> it could be any of them. It's not going to be, it's cold, it's gray, there's nothing to do, no one's le- What am I going to do, sit at home and do sit-ups? There's nothing on TV. Drink for it makes more sense to drink in January than it does almost any other month other than December. Yeah, I I I guess it's like a lot of people come down from the holidays and they figure 
that this is like, you know, they hit the holidays a little too hard. And then it's like, oh, I should, you know, kind of chill out for the start of the year. But these are the same people that I think go to the gym in January. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's the worst time to go. Right. Yeah. Like if you're going to the gym in early January, you're just asking to be pissed off. You're asking to quit. If you start going to the gym in early January, you are almost guaranteed to quit within the first three weeks of going there. Who hasn't joined a gym, though, and quit after three weeks? I, I did the gym thing for a while. Whenever I lived close to the gym, I yeah. went there. I was a big gym rat. <laughs> I would sit on the bicycle for an hour and watch CSI, and that'd be about it. That, that, yeah. you know. It still counts. But I... People could tell <laughs> that I was the guy. People could they tell that I was in better shape and felt better. And now I still have a almost perfect body, but you know, <laughs> on the out on the inside, I'm miserable. There were a lot of tequila shots around recently that seemed to have had a resurgence in my life. I had uh, probably like was able to matumbo like eight of the ten away. You know, just like handing them to other people. Like someone handed it to me, like yeah, thanks, and then like handed somebody else. Um, <laughs> But those are brutal, man. Like, I, are you a tequila shot guy? Uh, not really. You're like a um, Jameson shot guy, though, aren't well, you? Well, I think that the reason we're seeing the resurgence of the tequila is because uh, the supply chains. Yes. All the I say supply chains. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Drugs. I think supply chains, but then they say boats. Really? There's like boats oh, and ports with ships, all this yeah. stuff. I don't know. But there's no Jameson. Is that real? There's no Jameson? The Jameson's out at like bars and stuff. You can still get it at the store, but I guess like the distributors don't have it. Brutal. So, you know, a really bad day for all those uh, sad drunks at Finn's <laughs> that are there from 9 a.m. Yeah, exactly. until whenever. Uh, I'm a guy who likes to watch soccer, so I get to the bar at 7 a.m. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you're a guy who likes to drink at 7 a.m. Yeah, did you get into soccer because the bar was open <laughs> or vice versa? No, I'm not really tequila. That tequila is a, uh, a young woman's game, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, that's. Uh, I felt like a young woman. Yeah? Yeah. Did you pour it into your truly? <laughs> it didn't throw up. It was really the upset. Really, the the odds were heavily shifted in the... Well, once one of those gets in front of my face, it seems like I'm going to vomit. But really? held on, yeah. held tight, managed to figure it out. Um, but and yeah. this was happening at Cracker Barrel? Where yeah. were you? <laughs> yes. uh, one time at, at Clancy's, another time at uh, Bar Marilou, and in uh, the Ace Hotel. A lot of tequila shots. I like the Bar Marilou. It feels like I'm in a Wes Anderson movie. Yes, that is definitely the vibe. It feels like I'm the old guy in a Wes Anderson movie (laughs) when I'm at Bar Marilou. I feel like the old guy everywhere I go. That's not college basketball games in the city. (laughs) I did go to the Green Wave game. They pulled off a uh, last second win. Uh, which was very exciting. I had to watch it from the concourse because my kids were losing their minds. Like it hit two hours, and they were like, "We have to leave now." And uh, like started laying down in the middle of the section. I was like, "All right, we gotta go." <laughs> and I forced them to watch the last possession uh, while we stood up. Uh, so that was fun. Green Wave games are, are good, and we've got uh, Coach uh, Mark Schlesinger of UNO coming on right after uh, this. So please stick around uh, to listen to that interview. Uh, but there is a lot of basketball going on right now including the Pelicans, uh, who just completed uh, winning a game. So that was a nice uh, change of fortune for them. They had lost four consecutive and uh, six of eight entering tonight, and they were able to pull off the victory. I wouldn't say it was inspiring, but it does. uh, They came back from down 15 points in the second half. Really important win for them. Uh, It was very good to see Brandon Ingram back out there. It was kind of fun. Uh, Jackson Hayes had a good game against uh, Cleveland. Yeah, uh, he yesterday. does not suck. He had something like 18, 19 points. I believe he was shooting 90% from the field. Crazy. Again, he was playing the Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers. Yeah, without some of their players. Everybody but. on the Pelicans has uh, kidney stones, <laughs> toothaches, tummy aches. Yeah, I mean, this team without Brandon Ingram really stinks. But with Brandon Ingram, they're like... They're reasonable, you know? Well, the the team this year has put out consistent effort. Guys are stepping up. You see guys like uh, Jose Alvarado stepped up tonight. Uh, 
Herb Jones did not get the uh, 11 and a half points I needed him to. So he's dead to me. Trey Murphy. He's, But this team, you can talk about the hard effort and you can talk about guys stepping up. Cold hard fact, just need a shooter. Yes, uh, very badly. Uh, shooting of critical importance to this team. Watching them just brick after brick after brick on the road uh, in Cleveland. Not to mention those losses at home to Boston and Denver. Uh, just a really, uh, it's, it sucks watching them without Ingram, quite frankly. And I know he was hurt with an ankle or whatever, but like he's going to have to play if they want to have any chance to make the 10 seed. And believe me, the, the bar is very low for that 10 seed. Portland essentially has given up. Uh, so Sacramento, San Antonio, and them are basically the only ones vying for it. All those teams are bad. Uh, and I think the Pelicans are going to go and make a move. It is very strange to think the team with, I think, the fourth worst record in the NBA entering tonight, uh, fourth or fifth worst record, is going to be a buyer at the deadline, but they almost certainly are going to be a buyer at the deadline. Yeah, and the Pelicans are only three games out of the 10th spot, so it's... Yeah, that was after losing four straight. Not out of question. A lot of those games over the six-game losing streak were uh, close, mm -hmm. or at least like close in Pelicans' terms. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't blown out from the very beginning. No. <laughs> there were a lot of people making money on the unders. <laughs> You got to keep the fans. Maybe the Pelicans knew that they could take a little break because we were all distracted with gambling on our phones right now. Yes. We're not that concerned about the overall state of the Pelicans. We're more concerned about how the fuck do you withdraw your money from this app? <laughs> I can't figure it out. The Pelicans, they could make some moves. Uh Along with those moves, there have been, I believe, some rumblings this yes. week about maybe an update on Zion. Uh, that will be happening the second we publish this episode, <laughs> almost certainly. Now, where do you think he's going to say he's going to? Atlanta or New York? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would be shocked if the update on Zion is anything other than we need to take a couple more scans and we'll give you an update in X number of weeks. And X number being, you know, either two or six or whatever number it is. It doesn't really matter. They'll come back and say he needs more scans. And then he'll get the scans and they'll be like, oh, we need more scans. And then eventually they'll be like, oh, the season ended. <laughs> and then it just he just didn't play. Uh, I think the question I get most often from people is like, is he going to play this year? I, I, there, he can't play this year, right? Like, it would be, at this point, it would be shocking if he played the rest of the year. And I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying I would personally be shocked. No, yeah, it, it would be shocking, but we're forgetting the most concrete evidence uh, to point for Zion coming back. He posted a photo of himself playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> From last year. From last year. Like, that's not fool people. It's not like he was in the gym playing basketball. Uh, it wasn't a live it's shot. It's a photo of himself. <laughs> he took from, a picture of himself. Yeah. This is, I've done this on dating apps <laughs> from prior years when I was doing something I liked yes. or I looked a little bit better. Uh -huh. I'd post that photo when I wanted some attention. Yeah. Is that what's happening here? No. It's a secret message telling us he's coming back. <laughs> that's what it's I don't know why it has to be secret. I know. Couldn't he just say, like, <laughs> I'm feeling great. I'm going to be back. And he's, this isn't basketball Illuminati. No. Zion is allowed to say, I'm feeling pretty good. I honestly think I could be back in two to three weeks. So like, teams aren't going to start planning for it. It's like they're in the Super Bowl playing the Pelicans. In case you didn't see, put it on Instagram, just literally a picture of him playing in a game in a Pelicans jersey, and people have just have gone really forensic on it. Be like, oh, obviously he's coming back next week. Obviously it means this, this, and this. It's like, it doesn't mean anything. It's like he posted a picture on Instagram. Like, it doesn't mean... The, the way that his group have handled this, and I, I honestly at this point just don't think the Pelicans have any control over the messaging of this. I don't think they really have control over anything at this point, especially now that he just went to Portland. Uh, the fact that they have decided to just say nothing to anyone, and you just sort of have to guess of what's going on with Zion and then read between tea leaves like a random Instagram picture, and that's the information that we get. Like, hey, just tell us what's going on. Why is this 
shrouded in secrecy. There's nothing about this process that needs to be secret. It should all be very above board. Hey, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's moving along or he's having a setback. But why just complete radio silence for two months except for a picture of him from a year ago? This is a tried and true uh, girlfriend strategy (laughs) of communicating everything but what they want to. And then we're left over here like Infowars trying to put the pieces together. Oh, he's wearing a red shirt. That means he's I'm, I'm tired of putting together the puzzle pieces. I I just want to see Jose Alvarado out there. Every night, former uh, college teammates with a Jeremy Lin, I believe uh, he look the team, the guys that are out there are doing just fine. But I, I can't watch them without another piece. It's it, it, the shooting is so dreadfully bad most nights. Now, Trey Murphy played a little bit. Uh, against the Pistons that helped significantly maybe he'll be able to get some more run uh, he certainly is can shoot a hell of a lot better than someone like Garrett Temple can um, but man it is just when they don't have Ingram they are a miserable team to watch and for a long stretch of tonight's game they were miserable they gave up 65 points in the first half against Detroit they rallied uh, and beat the worst team in the NBA so that was a <laughs> Thank God. I mean, that was like that would have been, I think, the the death knell of the season had they lost that game tonight, especially in the fashion it was going. They stink. I was watching the uh, I was watching the Pistons feed or I guess it was the Pelicans feed because I had 80 and Joel on it. But you could see the, the Pistons in arena. Yeah. And that is a team that's like. Pay attention to anything except the court. <laughs> We're throwing a thousand t-shirts. They had that. they had like a t-shirt cannon. It wasn't the t-shirt gun. They're, they've got the automatic. They've got the AR t-shirt. Gun it was out like there. the American Gladiators on the circular. Oh yeah, they had like some lady out there sing like fifteen. She did like the name that tune like fifteen in a row. <laughs> They they are all in on just entertaining the crowd. And that's something I think the Pelicans could get in on, too. Uh, I went to the Nuggets game in the stands. And, uh, yeah, they didn't play with Ingram. They really didn't have much of a chance and whatever. I got yelled at, uh, or not yelled, but scolded by, like, four different people to put my mask on correctly. I was like, guys, there's, like, 10,000 people here. Are you really going to try to tell each and every person how to wear a mask properly? I, I just, there are just some things that. Which uh, game was this? The Denver game. Okay, on Friday. On Friday yeah. yeah. And I don't know, man. It's, it's like, it's like they're trying to make the experience of liking this team increasingly difficult. Well, uh, the, the whatever they're called, the Pelicans mask police have been notorious about it yes. since, since it began. You know, I'm sure they have to. But also, you can see the glee in their faces. Definitely. I literally said, how are you to somebody? She goes, over your nose. I was like, whoa. What's funny is when they come and tell you to put your mask on, and they want to yell at you, so they'll pull their mask down (laughs) to yell at you. I don't know. Maybe I I think I just feel a little more entitled whenever I'm buying a $14 bush light. Yeah. Like you can't treat me like this. I paid one dollar for these tickets, and seventeen dollars for this hot dog. But I have heard people people with season tickets don't want to go because they're sick of getting yelled at over it. It's really I was shocked because every other game I've gone to, I've just kind of, you know, been like a media person and sat up in the press level, which you could still I you wear the mask. You just I'm not eating and drinking and talking and doing. You know, it's a little different experience. This was like, I just was stunned how often they were telling me. And I was like, dude, I've got a beer in my hand. Like, I'm very clearly drinking. I can't drink the beer with a mask on. I can't eat the popcorn that's in my hand with a mask on. Like, don't you? There's 10,000 people here. You cannot get all of them wearing the mask at all times. Like, I get that you have to do the job. And the job is, you know, like the city has 
mandated this thing, but it's like there is just an attitude about it that is really off-putting. And and I am certain it has pissed off enough people who will never come back, you know, as long as all this stuff is going on. Well, it's about to get uh, even a little more. It's, it's, it's going to be more uh, stringent because now I think it's currently you – cannot go into vax uh places asking for vax cards with only one shot now you have to have two. Oh, really that's good. and from yeah. what i've heard in the service industry a ton of people just have the, the one. one yeah so there's going to be <laughs> believe more it or not fight. they didn't show yeah. up for that second appointment <laughs> <laughs> not, not that anyone in this city would do something half-assed you know <laughs> Yeah, no, that's going to I mean, I, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. I respect uh, what they're trying to do with the vaccine stuff and with the mass stuff. I recognize we want to, you know, stop covid. But like, yeah, I, I don't know how long you can try to police everybody into this. And uh, it is it is really a losing war when it comes. Well, ultimately, at the end of this, you're only going to be alienating people. And, I, and I'm, I'm worried for the Pelicans because. I think a lot of people would like to support this team more, and I think they'd have more people there. But little things like that is what people yeah. remember from going and less of the effort that's put on the floor, and I think that's unfortunate for Willie Green and for the players. I mean, the Pelicans really have to grease the rails to get people in there. <laughs> yes. It's got to be free baseball <laughs> night, free jersey night, free Griff bobblehead <laughs> night. They got to have Manny Fresh at halftime. They have to be playing the uh, NBA All Stars, <laughs> playing the Olympic team. Yes, and the, and the weather has to be like just warm enough that you want to go inside, yeah. but just uh, you know, and not rainy, but not too nice that you want to be outside. And you were at a Denver game. Denver has two guys. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. And it was on a Friday uh -huh. when traditionally some other things are happening. Yeah. And there was nobody there. Wow. It was brutal. Uh, anyway, I do appreciate this team. They keep playing hard. They are plugging away. I think they're going to make a trade that's going to make them better. I think they're going to get the 10 seed. But we got to do some stuff, uh, you know, around this team. The Zion thing is particularly bothersome. I don't know what they can do about the COVID stuff. I think that's just frustrating for everybody involved. But anyway, uh, we will wrap up Pelicans here. We will come back with our very favorite coach. UNO's Mark Schlesinger. He'll be talking about the Privateers, life in the Southland Conference. And then we will have all of your favorite segments, local roundup, and of course, the worst. So stick around. We'll be right back. And Hail on Oak, everybody. Your favorite bar, my favorite bar, everybody's favorite bar in Uptown New Orleans. A beautiful patio, a wonderful space to hang out if you want to get beer. There are 30 plus of them on tap. If you want to get food, they have a full menu with actual people cooking the food and delivering the food to your table. They've got a wonderful place to sit outside underneath the stars or in the sunshine you are going to want to check out ale on oak street i went uh sunday after the Bengals game mm -hmm. uh patio was great i got hot wings i got hummus i got brussels sprouts i got french fries kaboom i got a shiner bock how'd that go I had a few. <laughs> we're, we were saying they have 31 beers we might need to lower it to 30. <laughs> But I had a great time. Uh, they've got a ton of TVs out there. Of course, they were showing football. Of course, they're going to show the Super Bowl. Of course, they're going to show local sports, including the Pelicans. I bet they've got privateers coming up. Ah. I bet they got Green Wave. I bet they got LSU. I bet you could ask them to put on Kim Mulkey. That's right. See what crazy outfit she's wearing today, <laughs> dressed like the Mad Hatter. Ale on Oak, Uptown. <laughs> Lots of fun stuff to do. Great date spot. Full menu. Full bar. Human beings serving you. Yeah. Go check it out. What could be better? Right off of the streetcar line on Oak Street, about a block and a half off of Carrollton. You're going to want to check them out. Ale on Oak. Uh, we now welcome on our very special guest in the Bud Light Lime studio via phone, but he's uh, with us nonetheless. UNO basketball coach Mark Schlesinger. Sless, how do you do? 
Well, I mean, there's there's affirmations that happen in life. You know, you get you get married, you have children, you get the your dream job, and then you finally get to go on the podcast yes. <laughs> of all podcasts, the mother of all podcasts. And so, like, there's just things that you can check off on your life. Like, okay, I've done I've done this, and uh, I've done you know this s h i beep and i'm I'm here like i've i've arrived like there's a lot of things that have gone good for me over the years but uh it's all officially validated now coach uh three of those things that you uh call benchmarks of life uh i do not check off (laughs) well that that's 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 what that's what us people in mine and scott's world refer to as you're still in the playa stage Yeah, I I do have you're the still, podcast. You're still a free agent. Though, which you're still a free agent. I am, and and having a podcast is is a pretty good conversation starter. Like, hey, <laughs> I, I find don't know it's if we've a... met before, but I've got a huge podcast. <laughs> I find it's a good conversation ender more than anything. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, you, you can you can you can either you can either be Greg Maddox or you can be Lee Smith. It's your choice. <laughs> You can be the opener or you can be the closer. Oh, well, Celeste, we are so glad you decided to come on. Uh, For those of you who don't know, we are the number one UNO fan podcast uh, in the world, I think. Uh, I'm not sure who else in the world is doing a UNO fan podcast, but we are. uh, We love the privateers. We went to the Southeastern game. We had a lot of beers and we yelled at the ref and we yelled at several players on Southeastern and you won. So I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to take credit for that victory. And all of the victories henceforth, which you are now 5-0 and in conference, first place by two games, uh, and I think you're the most, uh, you're the winningest basketball coach in 2022, so congratulations, Les. I, pre- I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's quite, quite a run, <laughs> and thank, thank God I've got really, really good coaches and better players. That makes, makes me look pretty smart. <laughs> yes. Uh, we don't want to talk that much about basketball. We should probably ask, you know, a little bit about it. Uh, you know, getting off to the start like this, Southland Conference play, uh, you've got, what is it, only what, 15 games in the league this year? 14. 14, 14 games. 14 league games. We've got an 18 league. We've got 14 league games. Yeah, it's like a little so league schedule. There's, there's very little margin. I mean, people, uh, I mean, you're literally fighting – for your life, for verbal life every night, because, you know, one, one game either way with that small of a sample size is such a huge, huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And we had a great time when Polk and I went, I've been several times. I mean, what can we do that this podcast, how can we get some folks over to the lakefront? What, what, what do you think is going to be required here to get some people to come see this team? They are, y'all are fun to watch. You win. It's a great building. It's a lot of things that seem to fit in place. What do you think is that missing piece here that, that we can help you with? People just have to hear, they got to hear the story of, of who we are and what we are. And in, you know, we're, we're the city's team. Uh, it says it on the front of our Jersey. If you, if you're confused, uh, we, we literally figuratively and, and philosophically represent our city. Um, in the name of the jersey and everything, so we we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna come. Uh, we're gonna play a fast, uh, open, uh, blue collar, gritty, tough brand of basketball in a great venue uh, where you've got a lot of freedom of movement. You've got access to the team. You've got you can hear all the sights, sounds. Uh, hopefully, not necessarily smells all the time, <laughs> uh, but you can see all that and. You know, college basketball, and I love the Pels. The Pels are, are a tremendous organization, and they're so kind to us uh, from Mrs. Benson on down. Um, but the great part about college basketball in the Division One level at our level is the access that you get. You know, courtside seat people at our place, they, they know our guys. They literally get to know our guys. They get to know the student-athletes. They get to know – their stories and they get to build relationships and they get to see them and interact with them and the staff. Um, you don't get that at an NBA venue. Uh, you don't get to, 
to get to know those guys and talk. Uh, it just doesn't happen. And that's the beauty of college athletics, especially at a place like ours uh, with such a great facility and the in-game stuff that we do. And just the biggest piece is the access and the product. And people miss out. And there's so many things to do in our, in our incredible city. And, and with three kids myself, and I know you with your kids, like – it's a great family town. There's so much stuff to do, but this is just one of those pieces that adds in to the fabric of, of us and what makes it great. And, you know, I hope people will, will come out and, and give us a chance any, I've never had somebody who came and gave us a shot that didn't want to come back. That didn't have a good experience. That wasn't treated uh, great and just came out of it. Like, man, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to tell somebody about it. And this sure. is a handshake city, as you guys know. Like, like we could have the greatest marketing plan in the world, but if uh, you say, "Man, I'm not going," then your your buddy's not going, uh, or if they don't meet me, or if they don't, it's you got to have a connection. You got to have an interpersonal relationship. Whether whether you're riding in a Mardi Gras crew or you're going to basketball game, you ain't doing it unless somebody you know uh, signs off on it. Well, you really uh, hit the nail on the head there. Uh, a lot with this podcast, we always say, if you if you like what you heard, tell somebody. And uh, we've seen that work for our little rinky-dink operation. And I came to my first Privateers game because Kush couldn't stop gushing about the team. He, uh, you know, was just saying, like, I go in there, I'm family, I get to sit on the court, I get to <laughs> yell at the referee like a maniac. Nobody's checking my pockets when I go in there. They're filled with candy and corn dogs and flask and all sorts of things. Uh, but he kept he kept talking about what an experience it was. And I went and I everybody was very welcoming. It was a very warm environment and it was just a fun thing to do. It was nice to get out of the house, to cheer for something local and to kind of feel like you're on the ground floor of something that I think could be really special. It was a lot of fun. And I think telling people to go is is the best way to do it. It, it is, and and in where we live, that's the that's the number one medium of communication and the number one validation of of how you how you grow your product and having access is the game changer. Being able to be up close and personal is a game changer, but. You got to you got to get there. You got to get there to make it happen. Now, you know, I've also seen Scott uh, set at the top, and <laughs> it was strictly strictly because he could run his kids around the concourse and exhaust them before he takes them home. Well, that's what so he it did was with twofold. me. <laughs> what you, I I thought I thought that it was that you it was like a punishment, like you didn't get the, the answer right, or you didn't know, uh, you know, Kamani Dowdy's name when he came in. So instead of running down and backs, you were running hot laps. Yes. That was a very that, that was a key distinction of uh, of why I made Polk put on the the gym shorts and, and run around. Uh, um, <laughs> you got to let us play one on one in the next game. I think that'll get the fans. I out think there. I, the, you know you know the other night at the Pels game they had the the guy that was up on top of the chairs, uh, or they had Red Panda or you know or whatever. Yeah, yes. I mean I think you all uh, playing musical chairs or one on one full court would would definitely be. Uh, some of the highest level end game that we could put yeah, out there. That, that would not last to, long. To heck, to heck with, <laughs> to heck with eight year old Nord versus JPRD All Star game. Let's go with y'all one on one full court. I think the Polk and Kush version of Red Panda would be the Panda Express. <laughs> it did. would be cheaper, not as good of a quality, but it would be something to you know we'd see. Ha we'd have bowls. Yeah, we wouldn't kick them on our head, but we'd. You know, eat something out yeah. of them. I don't know. We'd Tours light on one end, yeah. light on another. <laughs> That's right. That's what we need to do. To heck with the Powerade cooler. Exactly. Exactly. Well, keg, we, keg, keg stand for every <laughs> missed free throw. I can see where you guys are at. I, I know where your head's at. The big way to go. I did have a question though. Uh, we have so you're the UNO privateers. That is like the hardest. Like, there's too many syllables going on there. What do you, what do people yell if they want to yell a go something? You can't. My kids say go privateers, but they're kids. They don't realize that most people, as they get lazier and older, that they just want a single syllable. Do you like go tears? Do you like go? You can't say go privates, obviously. What do you what do you, what do you think that uh, what's like the well, the thing that you like to hear? Or is it just weird? In, in, uh, you know, it was, it's always interesting. In, in the early years, you know, when I've when I've got to know, um, 
you know, people that, that either covered the games in the early time, whether it was Roe Brown, Stan Verrett, uh, you know, Ken Trahan, you know, our former, you know, original coaches and, and even Coach Maestri deserves it, you know. Uh, it, you know, they would always say Bucks win, uh-huh. you know, because, you know, because the ladies were the, the Buckettes at one point, uh, the ladies teams. And so and and so it was, you know, Bucks win. And so it's always I always find it really cool just as a basketball sports nerd uh, to, to when they, when people will say that, uh, you know, and, you know, they've we've had swords up uh go blue and you know generally generally the most time it's let's go blue you know okay all right we can yep. do that blue yep. tears it, it's just <laughs> making me it's making me think of sad stuff <laughs> i like the swords that's pretty cool can so, we bring swords to the game <laughs> to cheer along absolutely. with a- absolutely i'm writing absolutely. that down now i would i would say i would say foam or plastic would be I uh, coach, I've I, only I got think, lightsabers. Well, good. Well, I mean, I, I am envisioning you guys uh, in the room like stepbrothers, and there's a samurai sword signed by Randy Jackson, <laughs> and Kush is in there going like, "There's so much more room for activities." We're gonna have a sword fight. That'll be what our halftime show is. I think that'd be great. Now, I do have uh, one qualm about my visit. We were in the the banquet room or or something along those lines, and a delicious spread, full buffet, and there's a little sign in the fried chicken, and it said two pieces. It's like, okay, that's fine. I'm a law-abiding citizen, absolutely. Well, this jokester in front of me, this little old lady, she gets three pieces. I don't know what the security situation is. They, at the they, she, she has a she has a nickname she goes by. Yeah, she, she's called the Chicken Gangster. Oh my word! We found and, her. And, and and in some circles, the the Pollo Gangster. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna turn her in. Well, you know, like today it came and, out. Jerry West got I mean, his lifetime season tickets revoked by the Lakers. Is there something that maybe you guys could do to kind of? Uh, uh, spurned this bad behavior. It, it kind of left that's, a, a spicy taste in my mouth. <laughs> I, I I can imagine that's Chef Scott, uh, the legendary Chef Scott Craig and Katie's of Mid City uh, that that cater that cater that. And I will definitely have a meeting with him and see if he can tighten up. Polk, Polk was so uh, mad he, on his side. Polk was so mad he needed eleven Bud Lights to wash it down. That was- <laughs> I have I, mean, I have GERD. I have to the number, have a beverage. The number one thing you have to do is you got to stay hydrated. <laughs> and if you can't have more chicken, replace it with liquid bread. <laughs> I think that, well, mission accomplished on that front. That's up in the locker room. <laughs> Just tap the sign. Ted uh, Lasso <laughs> has believed and you have liquid bread. Liquid bread. <laughs> Yes, uh, I did have a, a question about the, the travel. So you're in the Southland Conference. Most of the teams are pretty close by, especially since a little bit of realignment. Some of those Texas teams left. Are you guys on a bus to every single game? And do you bus back immediately after the game? And what is that like just sitting on a bus for like multiple hours? Like, And you're like, these are pretty big college basketball games and you're kind of rolling all over the place. And what's the furthest trip and what's it kind of like on the bus this year, this year we, uh, we we're going, we're actually flying, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll fly out to Corpus. So we, um, Fancy. With, some, with some, yeah, we've gone, we've gone, we've gone high level. Uh, <laughs> we, we got way out ahead of it. And we actually priced it the whole thing out. We used to drive it, so that would have oh. been that would have been a, a bus trip. We would we, this was the way we would pull Corpus. We would go bus from here to to scenic Paraland or scenic uh, Sugarland, <laughs> Texas, uh, and we would bunk up there, and then we would drive the next four, three and a half four hours down the day of the game, just drive down, play, and then drive back to the. Uh, palacious Hampton Inn of Sugar Land. Oh, my God. And then get up the next day and come back home. <laughs> oh, my God. Slaz, it's like 1971. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, then last year, we, we flew it, 
And it was like the greatest epiphany of my life. It was like <laughs> a 50 minute flight to Houston and like a 30 minute flight to Corpus. Deep. And, and we, you know, after we priced it all out, it was like $1,500 more. And I just was like, Oh my goodness, what was I doing this whole time? Why was I so cheap? And, and so we've, we've changed our whole, our whole perspective. So now we, we do that. And we, now we did, instead of using the charter bus, we're doing, you know, some 15 passenger vans in the SUV from Corpus to the two hours over to San Antonio to give us a little bit more mobility and uh, uh, to where we, if we want to split up and some people eat Mexican and some people eat burgers, we can split up in San Antonio. I love it. Is there anyone who has flown more Spirit Airlines flights out of MSY than Mark Schlesinger? I, I, Allegiant, I, 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 Spirit, <laughs> Spirit, no, but Allegiant, I, I, no one. I love Allegiant so much. And my other one that I've grown to love is Breeze. And I don't. And if you guys oh, yeah, have not new. flown Breeze, I highly, highly recommend it. So we fly. We can fly Breeze. It's a Thursday Sunday route, and <laughs> you can go direct to Louisville. What's the pilot's uh, name? I feel like you know him personally. Uh, his name is Bob. <laughs> Sully Sullenberger. <laughs> yes, and this is it's like an the amazing... airplane from Major League. Yeah. No, they're beautiful. They're brand, they're brand new. They look, they're gorgeous. They're comfortable. Uh, so it's like from there, we can go there or Cincinnati on uh, breeze. I mean, and you fly up and it's to Bloomington, Indiana, my hometown. It's, there you, you go. know, two hour and 40, hour and 40 minutes, hour and a half drive beautiful. Uh, from Louisville to there. And you're, you're there, especially when there's five of us. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a gorgeous thing, you know. But you Let's could do keep that. Business. Allegiant. One of the one of the other cool things we did with Allegiant a couple of years ago, and Scott, you may remember we had a couple North Carolina guys uh-huh. on our team. And so one of the thing one of the reasons that we began recruiting North Carolina was Allegiant opened up a route to Charlotte. Oh. And so it wasn't Charlotte, it was actually actually uh what's the town, babe, where the it was Concord where the, all the NASCAR headquarters are. So that's, they have an airport in Concord. I'm sure your players the, love the NASCAR Hall the, of Fame. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's huge. It's huge with them. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so we, I could fly out there, I mean, for, for like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And, you know, there was like six prep schools and all these different really and Charlotte basketball and North Carolina high school basketball is really good. The coaching is really, really good. Um, and it was kind of an under recruited uh, niche for us. And we got, you know, a couple of good players out of it and got involved with a couple higher level guys that we didn't end up getting, but, um, but it was kind of a niche. So figuring out, you know, some other areas that you can recruit um, because of Armstrong and some different routes that exist. You know, it's 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 easy. You know, we've got we've got one kid on our team from Louisville, Darius, a, a freshman, uh, big six six eight six nine freshman, who's going to be a really really good player. And it was kind of the same way because this easy route for us. Well, thanks uh, to get there to get there for pennies. <laughs> Clearly, that's Latoya. Way to go! Uh, yep. Hey, coach, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us and uh, giving us a little insight into UNO basketball. How can people find you on the Internet? Uh, our, our school is UNOPrivateers.com. Uh, same with the Twitter handle, Instagram. Uh, you can get me at Coach Sless. That's my, my handle on everything, Coach S-L-E-S-S. Uh, or if uh, people don't like me or think I can't coach with the crap, it's coaches less. Uh, so, but coach less is the the one that my kids and my wife like the best. Well, around here, people have complaints. They go directly to Scott D. Kushner <laughs> on Twitter. So, any complaints with the team, right. any complaints with the coaching, just send them Scott's way. We'll filter through D them. Is, and... D is for Dynamo, by the way. In case you didn't know, I know you all are tight, but I don't know if you're that tight. D is for Dynamo. <laughs> that is true. That is. Uh, You've nailed that right uh, right on. Well, Celeste, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, the Privateers play Thursday night against uh, Corpus Christi, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and then play Saturday against Incarnate Word. And get your ESPN ass. ESPN Plus. Catch ESPN us, baby. ESPN Plus. Five bucks a month, guys. Buy it. And get your ass to Lakefront Arena next Saturday night. The Poke and Kush Army will be there. Thank you so much, Celeste. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. All right.
Now, word for our sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is officially live in Louisiana. Woo! With mobile sports betting just in time for the big game. Right now, you can place a bet in Louisiana with DraftKings Sportsbook without leaving the comfort of your couch. To add to the excitement, DraftKings is giving new customers a special offer that you are not going to want to miss. 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 <laughs> Bet just $5 or more on any playoff game and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Look, the wait is finally over. We've been talking about this for a while. I've had the app on my phone. I've been fantasizing in my head about finally being able to use DraftKings, and now it is a reality. There are tons of great promotions and features, including same-game parlays, baby. That's where the money is. <laughs> Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. You can speak to this, right? Yes. Add more games, always. <laughs> That's how you get rich. DraftKings is safe, <laughs> secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Important. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Polk and Kush. They heard me ask, and they changed it. It is now Polk and Kush. Not P an ampersand. O-L-K-A-N-D-K-U-S-H. And get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 or more and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Polk and Kush. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and up, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. That is a sponsor, DraftKings. Uh, this is a sponsor. I like all of our sponsors. I've bought multiple houses from Jansen. <laughs> I go to Ale every night. DraftKings is sincerely the best app. We've yes. toyed around with the others. Caesar Sportsbook and I have had a, a, a very difficult relationship for the first week and not the physical caesar sportsbook inside of harris i want to make that distinction we're not talking about that one the Let's, online yeah. app that they have sucks and they gotta get it figured out i have had a very public spat with them over the last few days well i rely on the sponsors to pay <laughs> money to me i know you're rich. I'm not. So you can go off saying Caesar sucks. Burn it down. I think Caesar Sportsbook is fine. Not as good as DraftKings at the moment. Use promo code Polk only at Caesar Sportsbook. Use a code fuck Kush. Now, DraftKings is the best. I liked, uh, I sincerely do think DraftKings is the best one because you can see the scores in there. Yeah. You can see the box score live, which will help you out with those multi-leg parlays, which is how we're all going to get rich. <laughs> the riches. Yeah, man. It's been really, I can't decide if I've loved having the sports gambling. I already bet on games, obviously. Yeah. Through whatever just illegally. Other, uh, yeah, it was just through different means. And uh, and now that it's here, I feel like I was spending not only with my public spat with Caesars, uh, but also I just feel like I'm staring at my phone, looking at lines constantly, constantly. It's yeah. not good for my uh, my my world. Is it taking away from something else you're looking at on your phone? If it's taking away from Twitter or Instagram, <sighs> well, that would be good. Then yeah. that's okay. Yeah. No, I think it's taking away from uh, what do you call it? Uh, time with my family, <laughs> raising my children. But at least you're also uh, losing lots of money, <laughs> which affects their future directly. But you know, responsibly. What else are you going to do? Responsibly gambling away their future. <laughs> they, I did like that they changed. Used to the gambling line was like one eight hundred gambler, <laughs> yeah. and then we were like, that sounds cool, yeah. and they changed it to like stop, 
That's because of us, baby. Hundred <laughs> you suck. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. It's been cool having it. I feel like a lot of people are really jumping into the gambling thing. Like initially here, mm-hmm. like it's brand. It's it's kind of new. I am curious to see in a couple of weeks, months, uh, how many people are still gambling consistently and whether or not that's going to be like a thing that is catching on. I don't think people gambling more is probably going to be good for the city. I do. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win a lot. I don't. Uh, I'm done uh, being concerned for other people. Now I'm only looking out for myself <laughs> and I personally enjoy it yes, right now. That is so true. I think it's the best for the city. <laughs> Uh, gambling is is legal now from your phones for sports in Louisiana. One thing that's still not legal in Louisiana, prostitution. Oh, no. There are apps for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some comparable to sports books, yes. you would say. Uh, this is a story straight out of Baton Rouge. Prostitution ring in five Baton Rouge massage parlors busted, according to the sheriff's office. There was, uh, let's see, three people who ran a prostitution ring out of five massage parlors were arrested on Saturday, according to the Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. Deputies started investigating complaints of prostitution last September. That's a long time. That's a long time to be on the stakeout. Yeah, we got to test it. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) well, they're really finishing the job. Well, it happened that time. Let me uh, take seven more months to make sure. They learned that Johnny Wang, great name. <laughs> if you're running a prostitution ring and your name is Johnny, what else are you going to do? You're not going to be like a property lawyer. <laughs> also known as Cheen Wang. <laughs> was coming from Baton Rouge. He was coming to Baton Rouge from Houston each week to pick up money from the parlors. He would pick up as much as like $5,000. Jesus. Good Lord. There were five different massage parlors uh, in Baton Rouge. That's got to be most of them. Right? That's a lot. <clears throat> couple of a uh, couple of them on O'Neill Lane, Jefferson Highway. The, they have regular names. Lotus Massage, Wonderful Land Massage. That one I might think was that, a prostitution that, Yes, ring. that sounds like... Uh... Blue Olive Spa. That could be an analogy for... You think they were just like full on? Or it was like you had to say the secret passcode and they took you into the brothel side. Some guys in there just like... Promo code Polk and Kush. (laughs) Some guys in there just getting like a pedicure. (laughs) Well, the story says that deputies arrested Wang when he arrived in Baton Rouge for one of his weekly pickups. Is it possible that Wang interrupted one of these officers... At the Blue Olive Spa, and he was like, oh, yeah, I was here for the arresting on the case I've been working on forever. They arrested two other people. Deputies seized $37,000, a gram of ketamine, two grams of meth, and a nine-millimeter handgun. All they got was $37,000? That may have been one drop-off. <laughs> I mean, $37,000. We're going to do this over $37,000? That's what they got. That's but more importantly, they got these women off the street. Yeah. I, it doesn't even say it. Now they they're unemployed. That. Yeah. Way to go. Now they're going to be deported. <laughs> <laughs> they go back to their home country and get their hands chopped off. Well, this is bad news for the New Orleans Saints who have been talking to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a fantastic story. I really, uh, <laughs> Johnny Wang is going to have a hell of a time in prison. Now, that's not the only uh, explosion mm-hmm. that has happened in the area recently. Did True. you hear the mysterious boom? I uh, thankfully, I think, was far enough or deep enough sleeper or whatever it was. I did not hear it, but I woke up to like. Four gazillion, uh, you know, news alerts or whatever about it. So and tweets. Uh, it sounds like it was quite a uh, quite a phenomenon. Have they figured out what it was yet? Well, Tuesday night, if you, if you don't know the story, Tuesday night there was a mysterious boom all across the city. People in Araby, people uptown, a lot of people all over the place said they heard a boom. A lot of people in like the Ninth Ward, Saint Claude, Marigny said that their homes were rattled. Uh, windows shook. A lot of people thought their doors were getting kicked in. Good More Lord. people's doors were getting kicked in at that time. 
but one thing everybody agreed on that heard it is it sounded like a boom. I was sitting listening to my gospel and preaching on the TV. This is from me. Said, <laughs> said, no, said Aura Singleton, who lives from a block from the Industrial Canal. She heard a loud noise, and people went, what the hell is that? Um, NASA said it was the original thing was that it could be a sonic boom, which is caused by a meteorite. NASA said that it was not a meteor. Uh, Intergy said that it was not a utility. And Shalmet Refinery said that they didn't have any issues. So here we are, and currently we do not know. Uh, Jeff Asher, mm-hmm. he tweets a lot of Simpsons memes related to sports <laughs> and crime. Uh, he's a city. He's one of the city's crime analysts, just like us. Uh, he said that he can't answer the question, but he does know what area the noise came from. It came from the meth lab district. <laughs> Little Methrica. <laughs> well, that's like one. They're saying that it's either like an alien phenomenon or a meth lab explosion. There's a Jeff Little Methropolis. Jeff uh, Crimalytics on Twitter is like tweeted a map of the area where uh, they, by using science and ring doorbells, yeah. they've calculated the area where it was. Um, but currently, it is still a mystery. Yes. One uh, thing I noticed, I, I was up for it. And I started Googling, like, or not Googling, but on Twitter, I was, like, searching keywords for, like, boom, explosion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There was a similar mysterious explosion that happened at the exact same time in New Mexico. Oh, that's bizarre. And some people were trying to link it together. Yeah. They thought that maybe it was something happening in southern states. Oh, my God. No such linkage has occurred yet. It had to be a meth explosion, right? What else could make a noise that you could hear? I mean, you're miles away. I don't know. I uh, I don't have a lot of experience with meth lab. <laughs> uh, I watched a show about treatment. it once. You know, I, th- it doesn't seem like the motor, if the motor home and breaking it bad blew up, it doesn't seem like it could rattle a neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, it wouldn't sound like a sonic boom from a meteorite. Uh, yeah, what a weird... That was a really weird thing. You would have thought they would like kind of immediately know. And then you're like, oh, the level of incompetence of the not know. And then you realize like, oh, no, I don't think anybody knows. Like this is a, a very odd phenomenon. Can we link it back to the tire fire? <laughs> <laughs> the tires came back. The tire factory in uh, the east was on fire for a very long time. They said it had been on fire for 10 days. Yeah. Maybe there was a rogue police officer, (laughs) a Gomer Pyle sort of Barney Fife, and he's like, hey, you know what blows stuff up good? Gasoline. So then he pours gasoline all over the tire fire. It explodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Gomer Pyle dies. The police can't let people know of their buffoonery, so they cover it up and once again blame meth addicts. That's I think you've really hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. I think that was uh, some really good forensic work. You should probably replace Jeff. I I can I can re- <laughs> I can draw circles on a map too. And say yeah from the <laughs> ring doorbell. Can we use these ring doorbells to catch people stealing packages instead of geolocating a mystery explosion? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of things that I feel like we could use all this detective work for better. Yeah. So people are getting like uh, held up at Costco gas station like every day now. It's like, yeah, you guys can uh let's just let's put the cameras on these people. And follow them as they cross multiple houses with ring cameras until we catch them. It's funny, at the beginning of the pandemic, you thought the danger at Costco was inside, yes. fighting people for the toilet paper. Yes. Now it's outside trying to get gasoline. Yeah, multiple stories of people getting uh, carjacked, robbed, whatever it is, at the Costco. There's a million cars at the Costco gas station. There's never a time where you don't have to wait like 11 people deep at the Costco. It seems like the absolute worst place to rob and people are robbing it every single day well that's why because you're in your 20 cars in line you're like i'm not getting out to help that guy <laughs> Exactly. Well, uh, i'm not gonna lose my spot in line then he loses keys that means he can't drive yeah, away carjack him that's one less car in front of me what a disaster
<laughs> just just uh, unmitting it. Like, that is when they have officially, the criminals have officially decided you are not going to do anything about this. No. I am just going to take your car inside, in front of a Costco, in front of hundreds of people in the middle of the day. But you can't get into Costco without the card, so it's <laughs> still... It's, they're taking the membership cards. That's what they... Oh, that's what they're, man. That's, what that's too much. <laughs> I, I read about like some guy in the French Quarter, and he was military. Military ID is a big big deal if you yeah. lose that. And he was like getting robbed, and he's like, take whatever. Please, God, leave me the military ID. Yeah. I think I would do that with my uh, Chick-fil-A reward card. <laughs> like, There's a lot of points on here. Please, take my family and go. <laughs> This has been an abbreviated NOLA breakdown. Why don't we get into your favorite segment? Ladies and gentlemen, the worst. The worst. The worst is the worst thing I saw or read this week. Send it in at polkandkush at gmail.com or tweet it at us or DM us or send it over on a pigeon. (laughs) Do whatever you want to. Tell Kush directly. Yes. If you see him on the street, if you see him at Sportsbook banging on a machine, <laughs> just go over. If you come to the UNO basketball game, just yell it at Sless. If you come to the UNO basketball game, we'll be there dressed up like hawk and animal. <laughs> um, so just come on over and say hey and tell us what the worst thing you saw was. Probably us yeah, dressed so, up so, like yes. hawk and animal. This is from a medical journal. Uh, a 23-year-old Thai man who reported cannabis use for two years and discontinued for three months, restarted smoking two bongs, a two-gram equivalent of cannabis. Two hours later, he had a penile erection, one of the best kind to get. (laughs) Felt a severe, persistent, sharp pain in his penis and reported that his glands looked distorted. Intending to eradicate the pain, he decided to trim the penile skin several times and completely amputated his penis himself using scissors. Oh, no. What does that mean? He wanted to trim the glands. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the little mean? like the the twinky part, like the little spongy thing. Maybe wanna, that was like her. I don't want to brag, but I know how an erection works, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand at what point he thought he could chop his way into being flaccid. But do you know how <laughs> cannabis induced psychosis works? I that is wild. I mean, I've smoked weed before. I've had an erection before. These things seem to. Indicate that I would understand what yeah, was going on Yeah, we remember the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> cannabis-induced psychosis was diagnosed because symptoms began after the cannabis use without evidence of other substance abuse. To confirm the cannabis exposure, his urine was positive for THC. The distal penis was deemed too dirty and fragile <laughs> for reconstruction. Bleeding was controlled, the penile stump was irrigated and debrided and scrotal. (laughs) There's so many medical terms to say, like, they chopped his wiener off. Scrotal urethrostomy was performed by a urologist. I guess if somebody's going to perform that, (laughs) you'd prefer it be, you know, it's not like the... The guy with the little monkey, the organ grinder guy, you don't want him to do it. After admission and cannabis discontinuation, his delusion and hallucination subsided. Uh, but his penis was still cut off. That's the PS <laughs> that there. Was, that was the, the punchline. Is that... There is an addendum that uh, in this story, the man, uh, his psychosis is also linked to the fact that he had five cups of coffee before he had two full bongs of marijuana. Yeah. that I mean, that's a lot of upper and downer mixed together. It still shouldn't make you do that. You would think not. They should put a warning label on the weed. They should, Yeah, now I'm <laughs> going to be rethinking that afternoon Red Bull tomorrow. It's like, well, I'm a little, little hazy at the keyboard, but I also don't want to cut my penis off. <laughs> I mean, imagine snapping out of that one. You know, some people get like 
really messed up and yeah. they get like a bad tattoo or they send a bad text to their ex-girlfriend yeah. this guy chopped his wiener off there's and you're like you're gonna snap out of it at some point right you would think so and it's as far as uh like mainstream wiener cutting off you think of like uh john wayne bob yes the they Bobbitt. reattached his and like put doodads on it yeah he had a whole new one he later went on to star in pornography. Oh, that seems like making uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit, right? <laughs> this poor fellow. I guess, you know, it's these new scissors. It's the Ronco. <laughs> the ones that can chop a chicken in half. I'd like the Ginzu knife, please. I mean, so watch out, kid. You know, they say, like, marijuana is not addictive. I bet it isn't. Because if you have enough of it, you do this, and then you're like, well, I don't need to. I think I'm going to stay away from the weed yeah. from now on. Maybe do that sober January now. <laughs> Dude, that is a... Uh, that's a... Cr- so I'm also confused. So that he's, they said he reported pain. Do you think he called someone and was like, I'm in pain because I have an erection and I'm going to chop a gland? Or do you think he's reporting all this in retrospect like he remembers what occurred there? Because that is a horrifying thing if he can remember the play-by-play of that whole experience. Well, this is in Thailand, so he probably called somebody. He's like, hey, my wiener hurts. And they're like, so? (laughs) We have real problems here. Why don't you go to America? What do you want us to do about it? <laughs> yeah, sounds bad. <laughs> You're going to chop the gland? Okay, bro, yeah. whatever you say. I can think of one universal thing <laughs> that will make it feel better. Have you tried that? <laughs> On that disgusting note, we will be wrapping up this week's show. Thank you also very, very much. Our hearty, hearty thanks to Coach Mark Schlesinger of the UNO Privateers. Please go check them out. Uh, they play Thursday night on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, of course, thank you to Ale on Oak Street and Jansen Patagna, our sponsors who we love so very dearly, as well as DraftKings. Uh, remember promo code Polk and Kush. Uh, we'll be back next week. We got a whole lot of hijinks still to come. Uh, please thank you for rating and liking and subscribing and telling all of your friends. It all means so very much to us. We love to do the show and we'd like to keep doing it forever. So please keep the word rolling. That is everything for this week. Talk to you next time. Polk and Kush. See ya. Get served to play to your own ass. It's time.